What's up, woke, wasted? This is your co-host, Zach. I'm coming to you tonight with a late night, intimate session. Neil will not be joining me today, so I've got no partner today. I'm not going into the records. I've got no records today. No frills. Just me, myself, and I. Right now it is 1.32 in the morning, <laughs> technically Wednesday. I just finished studying and I was just doing a few errands and listening to Neil's podcast, his solo cast that he dropped this week, or that he technically dropped 23 and a half hours ago. And I was blown away by how articulate he was, how soothing his voice was, how I felt like I was just listening to another one of his WhatsApp messages to me. And it really inspired me to sit down and do a solo cast of my own and get to have a little bit of this intimate time with you guys. Because it's late and I can feel how quiet the world is right now. And yet I can feel how fast my mind is moving. And I can feel how fast my heart is beating, sitting here talking to you, wondering what you're thinking, wondering what you're doing how your day has been, how your day is going, what you're up to. And I wanted to come to you guys today and talk about truth. You see, I wanted, or at least I thought I wanted to sit down and talk about my story. Neil and I talked about our bromantic love story and how we started the podcast, how we met, how we hooked up and got together in our jorts, <laughs> him in his bathtub, me and my studying. And I wanted to talk about everything that led me to my spiritual awakening and led me to meeting Neil and led me to going to medical school and all that kind of stuff. But I don't feel ready for that. I really sat there and I thought about it and in many ways, I, I still feel like I'm digesting and learning lessons from the last three or four years, and it doesn't feel ready to share. And it really got me thinking about what does it mean to be in your truth? Because this is a big lesson for me in this life. I don't know about any of you out there. I'm sure this is going to resonate with somebody out there. I had and still too, to some degree, had a huge, huge throat blockage for years. I was scared to speak my truth. I was scared to be myself. I didn't know who I was anymore after a series of events and a series of changes in my life. And so in the process of alleviating and clearing that throat blockage, I experimented with all the different articulations and variations and combos on what it means to speak your truth. And for a while, I thought that meant just saying whatever comes to mind, whether that is a current lesson or wounding, or like I said, whatever, whatever you're thinking in that moment, despite how uncomfortable it might be, and to a degree, that is true. And that is necessary. And in this game of life, there are no free lunches. Clearing a throat blockage and being in your truth is not always a comfortable thing. 
But what I came to realize is it doesn't mean that you have to bear your wounding and bear your heart in every moment. You see, I wanted to share the story of how I got to where I am, but it's still an open wound. And I don't feel like I can share it with you from a place of empowerment and a place that serves all of us. You see, I feel like the wound still needs to scab over and heal before the scar bears a story worth telling. Does that make sense? I hope it does. So I wanted to share what being in truth means to me and what being in truth continues to develop in my life or continue to develop as in my life, words. It's 1.36 in the morning. Give me a break. <laughs> so part of being in truth for me means being honest with myself and where I'm at. I hope that makes sense. It doesn't just mean saying out loud everything that comes to mind or everything that drifts in my heart. That is important when that's what you need. But what I'm realizing is that being honest with my own boundaries, being honest with where I'm at, is really, really important in this process. If I'm not ready to talk about my life in the last four years, my lessons in the last four years, that's okay. And what I found was that my truth in actuality in this situation was that I'm not ready. Just because something has happened doesn't mean that it's your current truth. Does that make sense? Where you stand in this moment, in your emotions, in your boundaries, in your energy, in your psychology, that is your truth. And so often we push and so often we force ourselves to be what we think our truth is supposed to be based off of either what we've been taught, what we've been told, what we've been told strength looks like, passion looks like, power looks like. We also push ourselves to forget everything that we were just about to say, because that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> we also push ourselves to be what we perceive our potential to be. See, as we begin to align to our potential and to our soul truth, we can feel our passion. We can feel our strength, our truth, who we are in love, who we are in honesty, who we are in expression, whether that is a fearless dynamic leader or a goofball like me <laughs> or like Neil, an endlessly loving and compassionate being who holds space for all, a deep masculine presence, a nurturing feminine presence, someone with the sharpest intellect in the room, 
there is some level of potential that we begin to see and we begin to align to on our journey. But we have the tendency to rush ourselves to be at the end of the road. And we forget that the journey, that walking down the road is the best part. Let me give the example of going on a hike. I'm sure all of us have been on two types of hikes. The one where you're trying to get a little bit of exercise in, you're asking, how long is the hike? Oh, it's like a six mile loop or, oh, it's a 14 mile loop. Or there's some destination. If you're like hiking half dome and you're like, oh, I wanna get to this vista and look out at the mountains, right? There's some destination that you're moving towards. Think about the quality of that hike. There's a pressure there. There's this internal pressure that I need to be somewhere that's better than where I'm at right now. And that I'm not accomplished in this until I'm there. And you'll notice that nature is not pushing you to walk any faster. Nature is not pushing you to ignore it along the walk. Nature is holding space for whatever form of expression you are walking in on that journey. And we've also been on those hikes where we're just happy to be where we are, whether that is going on a solo hike to be in solitude and be with nature, or going out with some of our best friends, maybe taking a couple beers in the backpack, a, little, a couple of Chow's Brukowskis. Maybe we're just going with some friends that we haven't seen in a while, or we're out with our significant other and we're on an adventure. And the whole point of the hike is the adventure. And you're so excited. Every leaf looks new. All the trees look greener. The browns look more brown. You can hear the twigs snapping underneath your feet. You stop near the river to listen to the babbling brook. And you're not rushing and you're not worrying. And it feels better right? You're taking in more and you're noticing things and you're learning things that you wouldn't have learned if you were rushing. And that's part of it too. So part of this is being honest and truthful about where we are in the moment and not pushing ourselves to be something that we're not and something that we think we will become. Because if we push ourselves and we force ourselves, then we narrow our vision and we actually miss out on a lot of the lessons that we could have had had we just slowed down. And I think a good example of this, and I know I'm not the only one out there who does this, is repeating our lessons over and over and over again. How many times have you run into the same pattern and been like, what the fuck? I've learned this one already. I've done this already. Right? And we've talked, I think I've talked about this in one of the other podcasts, or Neil and I have had an exchange about this. The idea of healing as a bunch of concentric circles or as a spiral. And like every time that you pass the same spot on the circle or on the spiral, 
you see it from a different place in your consciousness because you've grown since the pattern has repeated itself last time. And a similar thing is true in this regard in that if you rush yourself through your lessons, you miss out on a lot of key points and have to repeat the lessons again so that you get more out of them, right? This is about texture. This is about quality. It's like for, for those of you out there who didn't know they needed glasses for a long time, then you put glasses on and you're like, holy shit, trees have leaves? Why the fuck did anybody tell me about that? It's ridiculous. You've been driving around in like N64 Mario Kart and then you realize everyone is driving around with a new Switch. It's ridiculous. So that's kind of what it's like here. It's almost like slowing down and being honest with yourself and where you're at adds texture and depth to your life. Because it adds texture and depth in your own psyche, in your own psychology, the more I go into my own truth, the more honest I am with myself, the more I fall in love with myself. Because the more, the more, there's more of myself, mush mouth, there's more of myself to be seen and therefore more of myself to fall in love with. And this isn't always a pretty thing. And that's another thing that I wanted to touch on. Thank you for reminding me, Zach. Oh, no problem, Zach. <laughs> Partner up, self five. So one of the things that I wanted to remind myself that I think I just forgot in the wake of that self five is, is that truth isn't always graceful. And truth isn't always grand. Honestly, for those of us who follow a lot of spiritual teachings or engage in spiritual communities, or even those of us who just have, who don't believe any of that and have somehow made it this far in the podcast, super congrats to you guys, or thank you for being such a good friend. <laughs> but those of us who have aligned to our hearts and understand that honesty and truth, which are tied together, but not necessarily one and the same. And I'll explain that a little bit later, if I remember. Remind me again, Zach. No problem, Zach. Is that we start to think that truth is going to be this grand happening. And in many cases, it is. For many of us, we speak our truth and we feel the reverberations in those around us and in ourselves, where we have these subtle yet fundamental shifts where we get this vibration in our body where we just know this doesn't seem like a big deal on paper, but something has changed. And I want you to know that that is not always the marker of truth. That will always, that will always be tied to truth, but that will not always be the obvious marker of truth. Sometimes it's really not graceful. Sometimes me being in my truth is accepting when like, shit, I'm feeling pretty insecure right now. Like I'm jealous about that thing or oof, I probably should have gotten the answer to that question and somebody else got that answer. And I'm feeling a little envious. And there's a moment where I can push away I can push away that envy. I can push away that jealousy. I can push away that insecurity because it's not 
who I see myself as, as the protagonist of my life, as like the Marvel superhero of my life. But when I accept that thing about myself, it adds texture. And so I want you guys to take a second, mostly because I'm running out of things to talk about. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I want you guys to take a second and think about what your truth is in this moment. Oof, this podcast is boring today. That's your truth. That's fine. Oof, I'm angry at my mother still. And then you'll have this narrative that comes up. Or, oh, I, st- I shouldn't still be angry because of blah, blah, blah. We don't care about that. What's the emotion telling you? I'm still angry about this thing. Oh, I'm really happy about this thing. Oh, I really miss this person, but they hurt me and I shouldn't miss them. No, 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 no. We're not going to go down that path. Do you miss them? Then you miss them and that's your truth. You can be mad at them when you're naturally mad at them. You don't need to make yourself be mad at them. You can miss them when it feels right to miss them. You can love them when it feels right to love them. You can be upset with yourself when it feels right to be upset with yourself, but accept that. Accept yourself in all of your forms, in your jealousy, in your insecurity, in your self-judgment, because in acceptance of yourself and self-judgment collapses that divisive energy. This is all about acceptance. Truth lies on a foundation of acceptance and neutrality. And truth itself is the foundation for love and compassion. Because as we align to the truth in ourselves, we begin to see the truth in others. Oh, my boss who yelled at me this morning for being late. I can see the pain that lives inside of that person. I can see all the disappointment that they haven't let themselves live down. I can see their lack of control over their own life that leads them into this energy of anger. Or if it's a failure to communicate in a relationship or a broken boundary in the relationship, you still have a right to be upset And that's part of your truth. And you need to feel that as well. But you can also see and align to the truth in the other person. Where are they feeling overlooked? What's happening inside of their heart that led them to make that decision? They still are accountable to their decisions. They are a sovereign being. And this is not about taking away somebody's privilege and somebody's right to their accountability. This is not about coddling somebody. This is not about forgiving somebody before you're ready to forgive them. But this is about aligning to the truth in yourself, in your heart, in this situation and the hearts of those around you. And it makes things easier. It makes things so much easier. Have you ever tried to hold tears back? Fucking sucks, huh? It's not comfortable. Holding tears back feels really unnatural and you can feel like it's almost doing damage to you in that moment. 
you wouldn't hold blood back in a cut. You wouldn't hold your tears back when you were crying by yourself. It's like aligning to the truth of a situation in a person allows you almost like this canvas, this backdrop of acceptance and gratitude and love and compassion upon which all other experiences can be laid. And I'm seeing Bob Ross painting because I love Bob Ross and I used to get baked and watch him just do joy of painting. And oh my God, it makes me so happy. Oh, oof my goof. I wish I still had time to watch some Bob Ross. Damn, <laughs> that sounds so nice. But it makes me think of the canvases that he would use. And he was always very particular about the canvas that he would use. Is it a white backdrop? Is it a black backdrop? And he would always utilize whatever he had in its fullest potential. And he recognized the value of the darkness in the black backdrop. And that's part of what's going on here as well. It's seeing the truth of everything. And in seeing the truth of it all, you see the beauty of it. Oh, this is this rich lesson that I get to experience. Oh, these are painful emotions, but damn, if I'm not grateful to have the capacity to feel so deeply. Right. And so all of these painful happenings in your life, all of these painful truths suddenly take on a new light and a new meaning on this backdrop of truth and love and acceptance. And I know I talk a lot about very serious, super, super serious wound shadow healing stuff all the time. I know I get very, very deep and serious about this kind of stuff, but this level of intensity is helpful at times, right? And part of it's part of my truth, part of our work here is to really go into the shadow and to really go into the darkness. And if I'm the person who has to, this is just me processing at this point, honestly, welcome to my 1.56 a.m. Uh, vocal journaling session. If I'm the person who has to be a little more serious and talk a little bit more about the shadows so that you can confront those things and in reconciling them and healing them, experience more joy and laughter in your life, well, fuck me up and call me Sally. I'm super happy to be that for you guys. Super happy to be that for you guys. And so I'm reflecting now and I'm looking at the time and realizing that I'm going to be up in six hours, so I should probably go to bed here pretty soon. <laughs> but I'm reflecting on this and thinking, you know, I sat down to talk about my truth and to talk about myself a little bit more. And that is a bit of what happened just now, but I'm realizing that a lesson came through. And in that, what that tells me is that I wasn't ready to share more about myself. I wasn't ready to talk more about myself. And so I'm going to take you guys through like my thought process here a little bit in my own truth to show you a little bit of how I reconcile the internal judgments and that internal voice of that it's always shitting on me. It's trying to, I'm trying to shit on myself. <laughs> There's that voice that tells me 
you sat down to talk about yourself and your truth and share openly. And those are part of your lessons in this life. Why didn't you share more about yourself? Neil Neil shared a lot about himself. Dude, his name always messes me up. Neil, I'm coming for you, bro. I will get your name right. Mark my fucking words. <laughs> but anyway, back to the back to the in quotes. Neil shared his truth very beautifully and he shared very deep things and lessons that he's still going through. Why can't I share those things more comfortably? And that's just me shitting on myself. But I have to be honest with myself that even though those things, those lessons that I want to share are things that happened, they're they would be honest. My truth in this moment is that I'm not ready to share them. I'm not comfortable to share them. I could share them with you through a shaky voice from a disempowered state and being, but I don't think that would help you. And I don't think it would help me either. And so in this moment, I have to accept that not being ready is okay. And that that's my truth right now. And so I hope that seeing that live example has helped in some way. And I hope that listening to my voice with Obama level pauses throughout this entire podcast has made your drive a little bit better to work or kept you some company while you're folding laundry and shit. I have a bunch of laundry unfolded on my bed right now. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. I got to fold that. <laughs> Zach, remind me to fold that in like 10 seconds. Yeah. All right. I got you, Zach. Or I hope that it's brought you a level of recognition, reconciliation and peace within yourself. Or I hope that my, metronome voice has put you to sleep whatever the outcome is i'm so happy that you made it this far i'm so happy that you're here with me in this moment and i'm so happy that you're here with neil and i on this journey and let me be real with you i fucking love you guys so much thank you thank you Thank you for making this podcast possible. Thank you for following us on Facebook and our social medias. If you're a friend of mine listening to this, I love you so deeply, but you already know that because I fucking say it all the time. Thank you for being in my life. And for those of you out there who aren't directly connected with me, but see me on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, and you're going through it, or you feel like you want advice, or you just want me to shut the fuck up and listen to you, you can always reach out to me. And I really hope that you know that, and I hope that you feel that. I might not always be the best at response times. Sometimes I have to set boundaries with my time and be better about studying. But I hope you know that I will always get back to you. I will always hold space for you. I will always, always, always listen to you and love those parts of you that you don't know how to love 
until you learn to do that. Isn't that a Bruno Mars song? I think he said it differently. And the only thing that he and I have in common are that we're both wearing fedoras right now. I, I don't know where he's at or what time it is where he's at, but I, I assume that he sleeps in a fedora as well. That seems reasonable, right? You guys have a sleeping fedora, right? Such as me. It's like, it's like driving gloves, but for lazy people. Anyway, I think I've talked long enough. I think at this point I'm postponing going to bed and folding the fucking laundry. God damn it. Fucking laundry. Life would be easier without laundry. Am I right? Anyway, guys, like I said, thank you so much for being here with me, being present with me. Thank you for listening. I love